Whiskey Business is brought to you by the law offices of Saya and Pyatt and by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. St. Patrick's Day, the luck of the Irish. Kiss me, I'm Irish. Aaron go bra, Aaron go braless. I only say that because I've seen it. No hashtags, please. Green beer, never understood that. Lucky Charms cereal, there's been no better use of marshmallows with breakfast ever. Four leaf clovers, I've never found one. I do not like Notre Dame, but I love the movie Rudy. Speaking of movies, I watch The Quiet Man with John Wayne every year on St. Patrick's Day. The movie Leprechaun creeps the shit out of me still. And every year on St. Patrick's Day, of course, I tank me lucky liver for Irish whiskey. Welcome to Whiskey Business and our St. Patrick's edition. Hansberry, it's on yes. a Saturday this year. I know. It's on a Saturday. My liver's I, hurting already. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, I've already heard that they expect to uh, break all um, records for consuming and sales, beating last year, which was on a on any time St. Patrick's Day is on a weekend. Oh, man. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me, you know, because we do the show and then we're done at, you know, 10 o'clock. You'll be at the bar by noon regardless. Please. Mm-hmm. Yes. Two shifts. Two shifts of drinking. One in the one in the afternoon, uh, a little something to eat, and then and then back at it at night. And of course, uh, tonight our our guest bottle is uh, Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey, and I don't have to say anything about it because we have whiskey royalty tonight. We have brand ambassador for Tullamore Dew. Martin Kennedy is with us this evening. Good hey, evening, sir. How are things? How are uh, you guys doing? And the real deal, man. Yeah, really Irish. Crap. My first question as an ambassador. Uh, do you get to park anywhere you want? <laughs> yeah, as long as it's by a bar. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you like clergy? You know, you put a little sign that says ambassador. You yeah. just pull in any spot you want to pull into. No? Yeah, it's really important that I get my whiskey as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. We no, really I'm appreciate delighted. it, man. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. And I believe you are the first uh, brand ambassador. We've met some along the way, but we haven't had one on the show yet. So so thank you for, oh, for being here. My what greatest. does it take to become a brand ambassador i don't know it takes some idiot to make a bad decision <laughs> yeah. so really i uh i don't even know how i got this job i have done a lot of different careers i've tried my hand at a lot of different things so i think it just it takes like basically a combination of a few different personalities and basically right i started off actually as a as a physical education teacher, I know you're looking at me incredulously right now, but yeah, whiskey has taken its toll on me. <laughs> no, it hasn't. You're supposed to say, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. No, it no, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, to what am I going to say? I can't. I'm in a glass bottle house here. I can't yeah. throw stones. Yeah, so I, uh, I went through a few different careers and a few different, uh, I guess, personalities of jobs. I, I started off as a PE teacher. And then I went to China for a little bit. And then I went to New Zealand for a little bit. And I just, I worked in a bar over there. And I really got into hospitality and and working with people. And then uh, from there, I got into, I actually got it because New Zealand has a, an incredible craft beer industry. And I got into working with craft beer and, and meeting a lot of brewers. And 
working with a lot of breweries. And then I came back and I lived in London for a little bit. And I kind of started actually just volunteering myself to just do free work with breweries over there in London. And uh, then I went back home to Ireland and I actually, uh, I was a consultant for a, a brewing company back in Ireland then. And uh, yeah, then I actually just, I saw this job and I've always had an interest in whiskey. And I saw this job come up and I was like, I'll never get that because a lot of people apply for this job. Well, yeah, yeah. It would seem <laughs> <And> I, like <laughs> that position would always be filled. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I applied for it. By this time, I had a I had a, a master's in entrepreneurship when I moved about. And I thought, yeah, that'll help me. So I applied for the job, got to the next stage. I thought, that's foolish. And then I got to the next stage of the interview process. <laughs> and then I got to the next stage of the interview process. And then I got basically to the last stage in the interview process and the last pre-screen or after all the pre-screens and everything and applications and videos or whatever I had to submit. And then, uh, yeah, it was basically just a chat with two fellas, one of them the global brand ambassador for Tullamore Dew and one of them the head US brand ambassador for Tullamore Dew. And it was supposed to be like an hour's interview. It went an hour and a half. And all I talked about, I didn't talk about any like of qualifications or nothing. I just basically just talked, talked chat about beer and about my life and about different things that I enjoy doing and it's basically just an enjoyable conversation if like if an interview goes well it's an enjoyable conversation yeah, that's how, it went. That's that's how I got the job that's awesome yeah that, now I'm that, peddling whiskey on the streets of Ohio oh <laughs> uh, well I mean there are worse things in life yeah. my friend so you so you are you are located so you're central here and yeah. center here in Ohio so I'm based in Ohio but there's only so there's only actually 12 brand ambassadors for Tully around the states so basically if Ohio is my focus and there's other like there's a brand ambassador in New Jersey or there's a brand ambassador in uh, De- or Denver, Colorado, and there's different brand ambassadors based around the States. So if there's like something to do where there's not a brand ambassador, they'll, you know, they'll put us there to do an event there or like, say, Whiskey Live down in Nashville. I did or something in Louisville I did as well or, you know, something in Savannah, Georgia or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that we do around. Around the country, but, so uh, you yeah. so you travel a lot. Yeah, a good bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great job that do I get you live to do in that. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I live in do. Grandview. So, oh, very, <laughs> yeah. very fortunate. Yeah. So on on St. Patrick's Day, which we'll get to the holiday itself here a little bit later on. Um, are you all over the place, or are you just in in one spot, or or actually your work is done, and you just kind of sit back and you yeah. know, I, I imagine you're busy leading up to St. Right? Patrick's. Yeah, Day. exactly. St. Pat. I don't even really call it. It's St. Patrick's month, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. March has just been insane. And even the end of February, it's just, yeah, there's so much to do and so many places to go. So, and even when St. Patrick's Day is gone, the 17th is gone, I'm still, I'm traveling up to, I'm traveling up, I think it's, I'm up to Maumee outside Toledo. And then I'm, the next day I'm over to Akron, you know, for an event in a cigar lodge there. Look. It's a really great job that I get to travel and do these things. I'm absolutely chuffed to be doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, whiskey's uh, 365 days a year. It just so right. happens that St. Yeah, Patrick's it doesn't go Day away. <laughs> is is the one day where everybody seems a little more focused. <laughs> yeah, if, if yeah. you will. The whiskey, the Irish whiskey, the you called it Tully. That's the affectionate little nickname yeah. for it. The Tullamore Dew. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Um, I, I I know a little bit about it. I know it's a. It's a combination of whiskeys, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Blend. It's a blend. So Tully is actually, 
Irish whiskey has kind of gone down the route. I'm going to multitask here. I'm going to open this bottle because I think we should be tasting whiskey while we're talking uh, about whiskey. Well, you Shouldn't know, we? Should normally we not? I bring the whiskey, <laughs> and I did bring some some Tully with me, but then I saw that you had three bottles on the counter, and I said, I'll just be, I'm the whiskey I'll just be guy. saving mine for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> no, it would be bad for him if the whiskey guy didn't bring the whiskey. So I'm going to pour some whiskeys here now. This yeah. is our favorite part of the job, by the way. Yeah. Bad job with that. Yeah, I tell Hansberry that you. he's received an education in whiskeys yeah, since yeah. we started this podcast. Uh, that's uh, that's all I can give the boy. Right? Yeah, he's uh, done well. I would have uh, Before before we uh, do, you have a uh, an appropriate uh, toast to kick things off with? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, how rude can I get? You know, as rude as you'd like, my friend. <laughs> do you mean that? I mean that. Trust me, it's okay. Okay, I'll get rude later. Maybe I'll start with a nice one, uh, and then I'll, I'll judge it. No, I'll start with a nice one. So. Yeah, so guys, here's to cheating, stealing, fighting, and drinking. To cheating death, stealing hearts, fighting for your friends. Now drink with me. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man, I like that one. Mm. Ah. That's always been so smooth. I mean, it's not my first time drinking the, the Tully. I got you uh, the Tully for your um, he did. birthday or I just for the hell uh, of it? I think it was birthday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's smooth. Oh, yeah, love it. Easy going yeah, down. It's, it's, it's a blend. Yeah, so Tully is a blend. That means basically there's not one type of whiskey in this bottle. There's actually three different types of whiskeys in this bottle. If there's Even if there's two different types of whiskeys in the in the bottle, it's still a blend as opposed to maybe like a, a single malt. A single malt is not a blend. Even though a single malt might be like, might be a combination or a blend even if you want to use the word, but let's use a combination of like, one barrel and another barrel and another barrel from a different part of a warehouse, whether they be a sherry barrel or a or a, an old bourbon barrel or an old port barrel or whatever the type of barrel. Even though a single malt can be a combination of these different types of barrels and whiskey from these different types of barrels, a single malt is not a blend because a single malt is a type of whiskey which is made with 100% malted barley. All right. So there is actually single malt whiskey in this bottle that we're drinking from. There's also another type of whiskey, another type of Irish whiskey called pot still whiskey. The pot still whiskey, yeah. which I love. Yeah, I love pot still whiskey. That's my, and this one that we'll talk about later is a heavily pot still influenced oh, whiskey. This I, and I well, also noticed that that's the one that's almost empty. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were waiting for you, do you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so pot still whiskey. I love talking about pot still whiskey. There's a great story behind it. Um, it's a quintessentially Irish style of whiskey, and it's not a type of whiskey that you get that sort of taste influence anywhere else in any other part of the world. But uh, And then also, so there's pot still whiskey in there. There's malt whiskey in there, single malt whiskey in there. There's also grain whiskey in there. Grain whiskey is like, mostly it's made with corn. It gives like a light, sweet vanilla undertone, this grain whiskey. So it can, it can, grain whiskey can be made with any type of grain. But most of the time it's made with corn. And in this case, in Tully's case, and a lot of Irish whiskey's cases, it's made with corn, which is very similar to... It's very similar to bourbon whiskey, which like gives like that light, sweet vanilla, uh, like sort of a, almost like a. It, it, sometimes it can be close to like a neutral grain, sort of a, an influence. But uh, like so, grain whiskey makes up the majority of the proportion of this blend. But also, as well as that light, sweet vanilla undertone that grain whiskey brings, there's a lot of fruitiness that comes from the malt whiskey. Yes, and there's also a lot of like spicy toffee caramel notes that come from the pot still whiskey in there. So. Yeah, there's three different there's three different parts to this blend, and 
Tully is actually it's the only Irish whiskey that has three different parts to its blend. Every other Irish whiskey only has two different parts to its blend, whether that be grain whiskey and potsdale whiskey, or that be malt whiskey and grain whiskey, or whatever the combination. But uh, yeah, Tully has three different parts to its blend. So, and yeah. it's triple distilled. Explain that to people who might not know what that means. Yeah, triple distilled. Basically, when you distill something, that means that when you distill a liquid, you basically boil it. You bring it to boiling point so the vapor comes off the liquid. The, the liquid turns into vapor. And then you catch that vapor, and then you condense it back down into a liquid again, except in a separate place, in a separate container. And then that liquid has been distilled. So basically, triple distillation is you do that three times. So that this the, the whiskey has been triple distilled. So, well, actually... What is what is distilled is something that's kind of a it's called wash in 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 Ireland in distilling circuits it's called wash it's basically it's just a beer it's, mm-hmm. it's a beer that's not hoppy it's kind of like a sour tasting beer almost and it's made with grains whether whether they be malted barley or a combination of malted and unmalted barley or whether they would that be corn so basically that beer we'll call it or that wash is distilled in our case. Three times. A lot of Irish whiskey is distilled three times. A lot of it is distilled twice, but it doesn't have to be distilled three times. People are sometimes people think that Irish whiskey, oh, that's triple distilled, is it? But no, it's it doesn't actually have to be no. triple distilled. But we triple distill ours, and that what that does is gives us a real, real smooth, easy accessibility. So when people say, you know, Tully, that's that's really smooth. Do you know what it isn't? That's one of the reasons why it's really smooth. Yeah. It doesn't have that bite on the back of the throat that double distilled liquid might sometimes so, yeah yeah oh no it's delicious i mean it, it's uh it's a whiskey i could drink a lot of and i and i probably will before it's all said and done tonight <laughs> and, and on saint patrick's day I, you know I, I recently started experimenting with uh i got a still for my birthday oh nice yeah so i'm starting easy i've not gotten into the whiskey that's I just, danger i yeah but uh, he hasn't I, blown I, anything up yet uh, no, that we no. know of i just made some grappa to start with and and that was double distilled and, and and made it a little little smoother yeah. and nice. and took some of the, the bitterness out of it. Yeah, yeah. So but it was my first go around. Ended up being about eighty six proof before it was all said and done. And nice. uh for a first bo- it's just so time consuming when you just have one small yeah one yeah. small still, you go three to four hours to get one one bottle, yeah, one yeah. good bottle anyway. What's next? What are you going to do? I want to. I want to put together a, a, a mash bill of some sort, and yeah, I want to take a shot at some whiskey. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And then look out. Are you gonna make it make the the wash or the beer yourself? Um, I I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I I gotta. I've got to do some experimenting and consulting with some of my friends who have uh, who have made uh, decent products, but not great mm-hmm. ones. But but at least they're they're more familiar with the process. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. learning as I go. But the first bottle of grappa, you haven't tried it yet, mm-hmm. have you? No. I told you I'd bring some in. Yeah, the first bottle of the grappa was good and. And that was made with some Cabernet grapes, and nice. and uh, that that worked out really well. But I digress. I should mention uh, the second largest selling Irish whiskey in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, second behind. I mean, second behind Jameson, and then we're second. But that's but that's only because if if my whiskey history is correct, isn't that only because? Uh, there was a time where 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 uh, the powers that be really focused on Jamesons, as mm-hmm. far as 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 far as making it a brand. 
because Tullamore Dew uh, started back in 1829, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, yeah, actually, yeah, that's Tullamore Distillery started in 1829, and then it became Tullamore Dew. That's, a, that's another interesting story, actually. It came, became Tullamore Dew later in that century. Named after? Named after Mr. a guy called Daniel E. Williams. Yeah. My boy Dan. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel E. Williams. That's where the D.E.W. comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who was given the that. company uh, when uh, the original owner um, uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. gave it to his nephew, but then his nephew kind of gave it to, to this guy, right? Yeah, so Daniel E. Williams actually, he Daniel E. Williams started working in the distillery at a young age when it, it, when it was called Tullamore Distillery. And Daniel E. Williams... So, yeah, I should introduce even Tullamore Dew. So Tullamore Dew is named after not just a place, but also a person. So the place is Tullamore, that little small town right in the center of Ireland, Paris of the Midlands of Ireland, uh-huh. as some people call it. No, I just is call it, it that. Tell me if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it Offaly? Yeah, in Offaly, yeah. Okay. All Dino, right. you've done so much research. <laughs> <laughs> You're out to catch me out, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, a little small town right in the center of Ireland in, in the county Offaly. Uh, yeah, so it's named after Tullamore, but also D.E.W., Daniel Edmund Williams. And if you look carefully at a bottle of Tully, you'll see that the Dew, the uh-huh. D.E.W., is actually its capital letters, and there's little dots in between the D and the E and the W. And that's because it is, it's named after, like it's a nod to the man that's on the side of the bottle. So if you turn the bottle to its right, you uh-huh. actually see a little portrait of D.E.W., Daniel be. Edmund Williams. There it is, and he's on the side of every single bottle of Tully. Because he is who brought, he's who's brought Tully to where it is today. He's the man who actually, so he started working in the distillery at a young age. He even slept in the stables, the stables, and he looked after the horses that would have pulled the barges up and down between Dublin and Tullamore and bring in the barrels up to Dublin where they would be exported around the world. So he actually started working in the distillery and then he worked his way up and he worked his way up and he worked his way up and eventually he became GM of the company. Then eventually he bought shares in the company and and he got majority share ownership of the company. And that was the point that he lent his name to the brand that is now Tullamore Dew, which is what I represent I think, now. It's that yeah, brand, it's, Tullamore it's Dew. It's quite the honor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah why yeah. not give uh, the man his due? Yeah. No, right. pun yeah. no pun intended. No pun intended. Um, yeah, it was sold to uh, John Powers and Son, and then it was bought by uh, William Grant and Sons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now, and, and, and they are the ones who... Who actually, since then, they, they brought it back to Tullamore, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the distillery now is based back in Tullamore, where it closed, where it closed some, <clears throat> where it closed like some years ago. It has actually been brought back to Tullamore now, and it's a, uh, it's basically, if they wanted to, like, we could have built the distillery of Tullamore, or maybe somewhere else around Ireland, and still called it Tullamore, do right. because the brand is the brand, but. No, actually, the, the William Grant and Sons family, they wanted to really do something which is really, you know, genuine for the brand and they wanted to put Tully back in Tullamore. So the position where it is, basically, it's it's probably in one of the only spots in Tullamore that it could be. It's it's built on a place where, like a site that had to have massive investment. There was like 50 swimming pools worth of turf that had to be dug out of the ground because well, you can't build a distillery or you really shouldn't build a distillery on on bogland or peat right. so 50 swimming pools worth of turf had to be taken out of the land and put elsewhere and it's basically right we we ship the uh we we not ship but we pump the water from 
the mountains called Sleeve Bloom Mountains. And that has to come like, that has to come, I think it's like something like 72 miles from the Sleeve wow. Bloom Mountains to Tullamore. And it, people are like, well, why don't you just build it at the Sleeve Bloom Mountains where you could get your water there? But no, it wouldn't be in Tullamore. Tullamore Dew Distillery wouldn't be in Tullamore if we put it there. In fact, if we put Tullamore Dew Distillery on the other side of the road from where it is now, it would not be in. It would not be within Tullamore Town Council. So uh, yeah, we actually had to just uh, yeah we had to do it. So there. they bring it back to yeah. its, to its origins, it's right back there. Yeah, so. it's like the it's like the best uh, Disney movie ever. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> it comes full circle and it comes home uh, and and you, right, you know it, what? They will yeah, come. you know what? Uh, pour me another. Yeah, Another taste of that, Sorry, if you uh, don't mind. Neglect. Uh, no, 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 no. I just it's not neglect at all, my friend. It's uh, it's very generous of you. And I'm look, I'm looking forward to your your toasts getting uh <laughs> getting raunchier as, as 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 the podcast goes on. It's gonna get real rude, real sudden. I think maybe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you can cut that out, all right? No, wait, we keep it. We'll so, keep it. Um, with the amount of, do you drink every day? As a as a result of this job, as a result of this, yeah, I So even if you don't have to drink, do you have a, a, a taste? I would imagine it just becomes uh, a, a part of your life. Being yeah, a brand it is. ambassador, it's just a part of your life. Yeah, you just don't drink heavily every day. No, I don't drink heavily every day. No. Like sometimes, uh, I mean, I go and I really have a real bachelor. Of course, of the night, we all but, do. Yeah, no, <laughs> really, as part of this job, you have to learn a lot of self control because. Jesus, it's, it's going to be difficult sometimes not to just say, hey, listen, I've got a nice buzz on. But, uh, right. Yeah, no, like, part of my job is to be in a bar every day, making friends with people, talking to people about my brand, getting other people to talk about my brand as well, and just finding ways to make the brand interesting. And a lot of that does revolve around being in different bars and talking to different people in the industry. Does it ever so get old? It does not get old. No. no I have the, it's not even real life, this job. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best job in the world. <laughs> It's not difficult. It's really busy. I'm always doing cool, interesting things. Like here, talking to you guys today. Doing stuff uh, I'm that surprised I love. you were able to find time for us. To, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be perfectly honest with you, no. When when Hansberry told me that he got you, I was like thrilled. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I actually. Uh, so, like this week is gonna be a, a really busy week. Yeah. So, I'm doing interesting stuff. Like uh, one of the things that Tully does a lot of is this. We have a we have a, a doing a brew initiative. Basically. Great beer goes well with great whiskey, and great whiskey goes well with great beer. So a lot of what we do at Tully is we pair a whiskey with it's a beer. It almost sounded like a toast, Hans mm-hmm. Mary. It almost sounded like a toast. <laughs> do you want I'm a toast? Yeah, I'm going to drink that one. I'm going to drink of that one. Uh, cheers. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Mm. Go ahead. Continue the thought. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, in Ireland, like, there's this really old... You walk into any old pub in Ireland, you see a lot of men holding up the bar, and they'll have their they'll have their beer and their whiskey. And in Ireland, that's called that's called a pint of plain and a ball of malt. So it's like your pint of plain, your your beer, whatever you settle on at the end of the day, and your ball of malt is your little treat there to have alongside with your whiskey. And you sip your ball of malt, your little whiskey, as you drink away on your pint of plain. And a tully, we call that the doing a brew. So uh, yeah. Over uh, here in that. over here in America, it's called uh, it's called you often hear it called the boilermaker. Right, right, right. That actually came the boilermaker came from it. It actually came from that Irish tradition. It was from it was like there's been a all through the centuries been a lot of emigration from Ireland, 
So, and a lot of those, a lot of those immigrants would have come over to America and they would have taken that tradition with them, that point of plane and the ball and malt that, you know, and a lot of them would have worked in the industry and they would have worked with their hands and they would have worked with, a lot of them would have been, you know, they would have been uh, engineers or not primitive engineers, but, you know, they would have worked with their hands and they would have gone to the, like a lot of them would have been boiler makers and they would have gone to the pub and somebody eventually started saying, or people eventually started saying, I'll have whatever the boilermakers have in. And that's where it came ah, from, is this, you know, this, you know, love of the point of playing in the ball of malter, the doing a brew, or the boilermaker. So, yeah, that's what I love doing anyway. Some but, origin history, Hansberry. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. You were born in Ireland, yes? Yep. Yeah, and where? I was born in Kilkenny, down in the southeast of Ireland, the sunny southeast of Ireland. Yeah? Yeah. How long did you live there? I lived there until, I would guess, uh, I guess until I was about 20, 21. So, so yeah. your formative years, yeah, yeah, were definitely. And then I moved to the town or the county of Limerick, the city of Limerick, in the county of Limerick, uh, to go to university. And then after that, yeah, I went on my travels around the world. No kidding, man. Yeah, yeah what a what a great life so far. Uh, that is, uh, I, I mentioned on this podcast before. I don't have a bucket list per se. I don't really care for the term bucket list. But one of the things I still want to do before it's all said and done is I want to be in a pub in Ireland. I've never been. Yeah. No. And I want to be able to do exactly what you just described. Yeah. To be yeah. there with the the brew and the do or the yeah or nice. the ball of malt and the and the <laughs> yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do uh um do they stay open late? Yeah. They yeah. do. There, there's this thing in Ireland called lock-ins. Lock-ins. Sounds ominous, but uh, no, I like it. <laughs> lock-ins the best. <laughs> uh, basically, a lock-in is when. Everybody just becomes all friends. <laughs> and it's like, uh, so a lock-in is when it gets to closing time, which would be about would be about two o'clock, except, you know, these small local bars where, you know, everybody's all friends or they're, they're happy to stay where they are for the night. Uh, they lock the door, they shut the blinds, the lights are dimmed, and there's no smoking in Ireland, but the ashtrays come out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and basically you just, you know, you're, Happy to just sit there for as long as the 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 innkeeper will let you stay. So if I were to be in the right pub at the right time, uh, and a locket were to occur, would and they know the right man? And yeah. I would I would have to know the right person. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, they would ask me to leave. Yeah, yeah. Right? And if you arrive late, you'd have to be able to call somebody who's inside who would who would know. Let the you right, back in. Yeah, yeah. So the door would be locked. So I would have to have done my work as far as making friends. A bit earlier, right before the lock-in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like a, a speakeasy bar concept, right, right, right. Thing, but uh, yeah, which it, I which I have no doubt I could do. I mean, I, yeah, I, uh, I've never been in a bar that where I've not. <laughs> you have become, a couple of those places uh, around yeah, here. Yeah, I get very, that, I get uh, very chameleon-like. Yeah. Whatever establishment I'm in, I either rise or, or dip to oh, the yeah. level <laughs> dip to the of, of, of the establishment <laughs> that I'm in, and 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 morph into whatever is necessary to to stay as long as I want to stay. So I imagine that I would be able to do that successfully. What would I do in an Irish pub in Ireland maybe to, to, to kick things off properly? Well, can you sing a song? <laughs> uh, well, uh, maybe not an Irish song. Maybe but... give your best Irish accent then. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have nope. a very good Irish accent. Well, couldn't I? Uh, would, would they be opposed to, uh, would, they, would they take offense to buying a round or would they be no. suspicious? No, geez, no. no, absolutely not. No, no, no. Would they, you know? No, they might, uh, they would... might, Frown on all your money, but <laughs> frown on my money? No, they wouldn't. No, I'm no. only joking. No, but no, no, there'd be no. If you bought around, if you went in, started chatting to someone, 
Yeah, bought him around. They after wouldn't think that was being pushy, or no, absolutely or, not. Yeah. No, no, no. In fact, you know what? <laughs> in Ireland, there's this there's this thing where we uh, I don't know we we hate letting guests pay for stuff. <laughs> so we'd actually if if you did that and you went into an Irish bar and you made friends with just the random people there and you know you'd actually find out towards the end of the night that like. You'd be having arguments about paying for stuff. You wouldn't be let pay. You wouldn't be let put your hand in your pocket. Uh, there's, uh, and it's actually, it's, I guess it's something kind of nice about it. It's nice yeah. because I, I, I get chastised sometimes for for doing that. You know, for picking yeah. up tabs. So uh, that would be that would be a, a lovely battle to get into. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. Ireland, oh damn it! I got to make that trip. Got to make that trip. <laughs> yeah. Can we? We should find some way to take road whiz- trip, <laughs> road trip for whiskey right. business. Yeah, we can. I'll get, talk to my accountant. To take, I'll talk to my accountant. See, we can write that off. <laughs> yeah, of course we can. <laughs> now, St. Patrick's Day, uh, we mentioned it earlier. I wanted to get back to it. Um, not a big holiday in Ireland, yeah, per se, actually, right? Like in Ireland, it's not that big of a deal. It's just it's 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 another day. It's like it's a it's, it's March seventeenth. It's kind of like a family day almost. Yeah, it's just March seventeenth. It's I mean, it's our national holiday, but it's almost like a day for family because, you know, it's really not a, I guess, you know, when you're not Irish or when you're kind of, you're Irish and you have, you have, you're of Irish descent and you're separated from Ireland. Yeah, of course you want a reason to celebrate your Irishness, but in Ireland, we're in Ireland and we're Irish and we're surrounded by it every day. So we don't really need to get, you know. Let's get Irish. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then, but we do here, and I don't, I don't know when it all started or how it began, but it's, it's huge over here. And St. Patrick himself, uh, I believe, was not even Irish. Right? Yeah, he, he was, was what? Yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, what? he was an immigrant from Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a, yeah. a Rom- Romano British Welsh yeah, uh, yeah. missionary. Mm-hmm. He actually, uh, St. Patrick actually came over he was uh, abducted and he came over to Ireland first as a slave yes yeah he's abducted by pirates yeah right and uh yeah he was abducted and he was brought over to Ireland under duress as a slave and he actually after a while then he escaped and he got back to Wales except then he heard the calling and he, he whether he missed Ireland or he heard the calling or whatever you want to believe he ended up going back to Ireland then as a missionary yeah, you're right, and uh, yeah, he became who is St. Patrick's to everyone. What's in the uh, is 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 it a myth? Is it uh, legend? You know about driving the snakes? Oh yeah, the snakes out, out of Ireland. What do you what do you know about that? Well, I don't know. The snakes are the snaky people. I don't the know. snaky people. <laughs> he drove. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was there ever any snakes? It depends. Whatever you want to believe, but um, yeah, that that's definitely something that uh, part of the myth yeah. and mythology of St. Patrick. Yeah. And even like even a lot of the statues that you see of St. Patrick around Ireland, they will have snakes at his feet. Yeah, like in the in the churches or around in different places. Yeah, they'll have snakes in his feet. But yeah, it's definitely part of like every St. Patrick's Day parade in Ireland. You're probably going to see a snake in it somewhere, some big snake, somewhere, and yeah. St. Patty chasing after it. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but, no, uh, it gives us a reason to celebrate you know, right. here in the States. Chasing the snake. It's, that sounds like a drinking term. Chasing chase the snake sounds yeah. like, yeah. Where, where's Dean? Oh, he's chasing the snake. There's a lot of meanings to <laughs> chasing the snake. <laughs> What's she doing? She's chasing, chasing the, the snake. snake. Oh, Greg came up with it. <laughs> no hashtags. No hashtags. No hashtags. <laughs> 
All right, so we're gonna finish off this little bit sip of the of the uh, the standard bottle of Pelimer Dew. I'm curious about which one should we try next? Uh, let's try the Rumcast next. Oh, because all right, that that's, is that a new product? Yeah, that's a brand new product actually. Um, that I I'm gonna do a launch party for that uh, towards the end of this month. But uh, yeah, let's try that one next. What's it about? You said it's, I see it the so Caribbean rum cask finish. Okay, yeah, there um, seems to be a a lot of whiskeys now that that are doing that. They're 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 putting them in into into different types of barrels, mm-hmm. uh, port wine barrels. And now this one's a, a, a I would imagine a Caribbean rum barrel. Uh, is that is that what a, is that what am I to assume? Is that where it was? Uh, yeah. So this one is actually um, this one's taken from we took barrels from. A rum distillery in Guyana, in the, the south. There you go, And just for the record, these uh, Telemardu shot glasses are they're, they're they're a little larger than your standard shot glasses. Yeah, right. They're actually yeah. ones that go perfect with a doing a brew. So yeah, you can. Yeah, this is this is shot more, glasses, this, but you still This is have, more than an ounce and a half. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's how we do it. I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, I'm right. just I'm just I'm just uh, um well actually I'm I'm admiring it. <laughs> it's a, it's good. Yeah, Do not have these. Remind me not to put these sh- out with my friends. They'll they'll steal them. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, not they'll steal them. But I want to. I have to go back to the regular size shot glass with my friends. Oh, they'll drink you out of. Oh, yeah, are you no, kidding me? Here. Wait, Please. hold on. We need a. Uh, we need a toast. Oh yeah, oh, that's right. It's time it's for another toast. toast. That's right. New okay. bottle, new toast. If it's too rude, it's not my fault. It's not too rude. <laughs> okay, me. so here's the batteries and buttholes. Two things you shouldn't lick, but you probably will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's not the worst one yet, right? And then we, you got one even raunchier than that? Oh, beautiful. Oh, oh, man. Save it for the clothes. Save it for the clothes. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah? You like that yeah. one? Yeah. I love that one, too. That is good. That that's my, is going to be very popular. It's my new favorite child, that one. Uh, if I had to choose one of my kids, I don't have any kids. These are my kids. But if I had to choose one of my kids, that's my new favorite child. What am I, what am I, what am I picking up on there? So, man? basically, right? Yeah. This whiskey, this Tullamordu XO rum cask, this is actually, it's brought, it originates from the exact same liquid as Tully original, that Tully in the green labeled bottle. What it is, is we took that liquid, which had all the taste and notes of like a light, sweet vanilla undertone, which had like a, a little bit of a citrusy green apple note, which had like a little bit of pepperiness from the pot still in there as well. And a little bit of a, like a light caramel flavor from the pot still whiskey in there as well. So we took that whiskey, which had been aged for like the liquids in that whiskey were aged for a combination of four to six years. So it's that exact same liquid, that exact same whiskey. And we took that and we put it into these Caribbean rum cask barrels. And there's a story behind why we chose those Caribbean rum cask barrels, actually. But basically, we took that whiskey and we put it into those barrels for a period of four to six months. Another, So it's aged a, four, a further four to six months in these Caribbean rum cask barrels. And they added like a, like a much more complex note to much more complex note to the, to the original taste and note. So they added like that sort of light caramel note changed into like a a more dark, like brown demerara sugar note, where it was like a almost like a a, a toffee, like a dark toffee rather yeah. than a light caramel. And then as well, you got a lot more the added in terms of the malt whiskey elements to it, like those fruity elements. Yeah, because there's actually like a bit of banana that comes through there, like a little bit of banana. I get a lot more vanilla as well from from this whiskey than I do. 
from the Tully original. But uh, yeah, basically, like you get a lot of the same tasting notes, except you get other things as well, like this banana, like this. Yeah, it's a lot more vanilla. If an Irish whiskey can be tropical, right? <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess this yeah. would be the one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's delicious. It's delicious, and it's it's available now as we speak. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's available around Ohio on liquor stores and bars and. Back bars and up on top shelves. What's that one retail for? You think on on average? So this one retails. This oh, that's, one retails that's, a, that's a larger bottle, but the yeah, it it actually comes in like a fifth size, a seven hundred and fifty mil size. This is a, a liter size because I got this yeah. in the airport from the way over. But uh, yeah, this retails retails for I think it's about thirty thirty one. Nice, very yeah. reasonable. Yeah, it is very yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Um, I love buying whiskey. I love buying liquor at the airport, by the way. Right? Yeah. That's Duty what, free. I love, yeah, it's I such love a treat. Yeah. Duty free. There's one, there one time I actually brought an extra suitcase, and it was it was empty just so I could buy the duty free. That's planning ahead. That's innovation. There. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah. It's because I because there's stuff at duty free that that it, you you can't you can't get. Yeah, I mean, right. let me ask you that as a brand ambassador. Ohio, do you feel that Ohio gets, for lack of a better word, stiffed as far as our selection of good whiskeys? Mm-hmm. I definitely think that. Yeah. Ohio, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's when it, it's it's like when a, I I don't mean to get into other brands, but when some of the more popular bourbons that are that are mm-hmm. hot that are considered like like your Blantons and right. whatnot when they show up. I mean, they show up in such a limited supply, two, mm-hmm. three bottles here, two, three bottles here. Why? Why? I mean, do you have any insight into that? I always blamed it because we were so close to Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> and that, was yeah. A, that was the only excuse I, I could come up with. Bars in Ohio have a really difficult time sometimes of getting what they want on their shelves. A, a, a bar in Ohio might have every intention of buying uh, a liquor, buying something special, which is available in liquor stores, except it just happens to be not available from their liquor store, right. the one that they have to buy from. And I, I sometimes I feel really sorry for Bart because they, they, you know, of course they want to buy in some fantastic new whiskey that's become available, but you know they they just can't, or it's made it more difficult for them because of the quantity that's available in Ohio. And it seems like certain distributors or certain places get more than others, mm-hmm. or just the state in general. Sometimes doesn't get uh, an allocation of the of of the good stuff mm-hmm. or the really popular stuff. Yeah, and then it becomes yeah. like uh, you have to start making. I can't tell you how many how many uh, side deals I got going on with different establishments in town. That yeah. you know, I got the heads up when something good comes in, so yeah. I can get first dibs yeah. on it. Yeah, and you said it there. That word allocation is what the, what Ohio's allocated. I mean, even if Ohio goes through the allocation like that. That's what you got, and that's what—that's all you're getting, which is unfortunate, really. When you know, if if there's... but the telly doesn't seem to have that problem. I always see it uh, on the shelf, and there's yeah. always there's always plenty of it. Although there's some of the those telly higher marks that are those like those more expensive and those bigger whiskeys, like say, they're a while ago. I mean, the ones that we have here today, like the Tully Original or the Tully XO XO Rum Cask, which is now a line edition, and there's a lot of that available, or the Tully Twelve. You know, you find a lot of those available, but sometimes, like, say, totally 14-year-old single malt, that wasn't available a while ago. That's back now, actually. You can find a lot of that on shelves, and bars can buy that. Is that good? I've yeah, never had it. that's excellent. Is it yeah. really? Yeah. 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 There's also a, but then again, there's also an 18-year-old single malt, which 
isn't and has not and will not for the foreseeable future be available in Ohio. But for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, I know I would like to be, see it be, here. Because it's, uh, it's not a lot of it made? Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of it made. But there's also, there's also, there's also places around the rest of the country that I would think, well, they wouldn't have as much of a demand for it as Ohio. I see. But they do have it. <laughs> You know, so I don't know. It doesn't is seem it to be part of the mystique, though. You know, as well, like yeah. you know, there's only a limited amount. Yeah, there's a limited uh, amount. You know, so that so now all of a sudden its profile becomes you know that that much larger, yeah, and that, that much more, you know, and now it becomes a coveted right. bottle to get, and then uh, the prices start to escalate, you know, mm-hmm. and get go crazy, right? Which that I mean, I've seen that. I mean, are there any Tullys that are like uh, in the uh, in the Van Winkle price range that are that are tough to get, where people are spending hundreds of dollars, that would probably be that that uh, that eighteen, that eighteen. But also there was something called Tully Phoenix, and if you Tully see anything Phoenix. called Tully Phoenix, get it, get it, <laughs> get it, get some. Uh, Tully Phoenix, basically, Tully Phoenix was brought about. Um, so our distillery was rebuilt in two thousand and fourteen, and Tully Phoenix was brought about in two thousand and fourteen uh, as sort of a nod to. You know, our distillery rising from the ashes, our new distillery okay, being built. Okay, I was going to ask if it had yeah. anything to do with that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Absolutely. But also as well, because the phoenix is the, the emblem of the town of Tullamore. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, because actually, the town of Tullamore was, there was a hot air balloon disaster in Tullamore and like two thirds of the town of Tullamore was burnt down. So, uh, and Tullamore then rose itself from the ashes. So, not only is, uh, is the phoenix... The not only is the Phoenix the emblem of Tullamore Dew, the brand, but it's also the emblem of Tullamore Dew or Tullamore the town. But then also with our distillery rising from the ashes, we wanted to make this like a nod to, you know, wanted to make this super limited whiskey, which is which is called Tullamore Phoenix. This really fiery whiskey, full of like pot still whiskey, that quintessentially Irish style of whiskey. I wanted to make that whiskey, and uh, yeah, so that's super rare, and it was always limited, and then in 2017, eventually it stopped uh, getting produced and it stopped getting sold. But there are still some bottles available in some outlying liquor stores that, you know. Well, Do they you know what it, they have? No, they don't. They That's don't know the what thing. they have. They don't know what they have. They don't know what they have, so. Yeah, somebody walks in, they're like, what? So if I see a bottle of Phoenix, get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it comes in a blue label. Yeah, ah. That's a really special liquid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love that. They have, they... I, I, I love the, uh, I don't know, there's something romantic about finding a bottle. I mean, right. and, and for there's, there's, yeah, there's a certain amount of romance that's attached to whiskey. I yeah, can't yeah. help it. And there's something very adventurous and romantic about finding a rare bottle. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's something special. The thing is, though, do you when you get a rare bottle, do you, do you save it or do you or do you drink it? Uh, no, do you know what? I'll drink it. I'll drink it as well. Yeah, absolutely. and I'll share it with the with with. I will share it with someone who I know will appreciate it. Right, absolutely. And I'll share it with friends. Because, exactly. I mean, Jesus, if you're looking at a bottle on a shelf, you're only torturing yourself. That way, it, yeah. And you're torturing your friends as well. Your friend, I've never walked into a house and somebody said, look at that. That would taste nice. You're not going to get a taste of it, though. Yeah, Just look bullshit. at it. Just look at it. <laughs> I have, uh, I've never thought, oh, that's cool. <laughs> he's gotten better. He's gotten better about this. But uh, a previous guest on our podcast, Billy DeMora, yeah. has a very nice uh, bourbon collection that he's amassed he through his political connections because he's involved in politics he manages to get uh bottles of van winkle you know which once again that, that's a whole other topic entirely to get into 
it's it's a wonderful yeah. whiskey, but yeah, absolutely. But the prices that they're oh, and, yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But he's got other whiskeys that he just you know oh no we can't drink that it's it's so and so and so and so like what's the point of having your whiskeys if they're not available to open up and drink? I have friends who come and see a bottle of uh, of Van Winkle on my shelf and go. Oh man, I've always heard that's good. I, I you want something? Oh no, 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 I can't. I, I can't do that. I can't take your beer. Yeah, I go, dude, it's open. It's, that's what it's here for. It's here yeah. to drink. Eventually, the bottle's going to be empty, and I'll find another one somewhere yeah. at some Hopefully. point. Yeah. But yeah, but let's you know, for mm-hmm. now, it's yeah. what am I going to do? Absolutely, yeah. Enjoy your life, and don't be like like looking at this bottle on a shelf that you really want to taste, that's... but you have no intention of ever tasting. And I just think that's such a shame. Yeah, so. You walk into my house, you'll get a bottle of something special put in front. You'll pro- probably get a bottle of three different special things put in front of you, and you'll ask, or you'll be asked, which one do you want? And you'll be told about each one. And yeah, so there's more in your house than Tully, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be well rounded. I mean, yeah, that's, that's... absolutely. I mean, I, I work. My favorite, my favorite whiskey is Tully, but there's no such thing as bad whiskey. The last thing I'm ever gonna do is say, you know. Drink Tullamore Dew because Tullamore Dew is the best, and this is why, and X, Y, and Z reason, and uh-huh. that's not as good because of this, that, and the other reason. That's the way you lose friends. That's <laughs> because... well, yeah, and it's like saying like you know, don't eat anything but pasta yeah. because there's no other right. food better than pasta. That's and ridiculous. Exactly, it tastes subjective as well. Who's to say that you know what you're tasting is bad and you're wrong because of this reason? You what know? we've discovered over the course of this podcast, as far as whiskeys, we've had some very expensive whiskeys on the show that have been in the ninety to one hundred and thirty dollar range. Sure, and we've had fourteen dollar bottles that uh, delicious, yeah, yeah that were that, very, been, old that been, very old Barton, you know, yeah. is a, is a, one of those 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 little whiskeys that don't cost a lot of money. Yeah, there's so many good and 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 Tully falls into that category. Uh, we we love whiskeys that are that are fifty bucks and under. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. we consider to be, you know, just excellent and doesn't cost you an arm and a leg to, to yeah, get it right. to enjoy. Absolutely. And and Absolutely. Tully definitely falls into that category. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, yeah, no. Like, I mean, there's no reason that some of these whiskeys, it really is just about the price. And some people, they want the biggest whiskey and they want the oldest whiskey and they want the most expensive one. And, and those yeah. people strike me as the people that really don't. They're they, not actually they, looking and thinking about what they're tasting. No. Really. They're thinking about. Where it is on the menu. Where it is on the, yeah. You know, yeah. I got the biggest steak on the menu and yeah. I'm the man. I just yeah. got the greatest bottle of whiskey. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know. Yeah. But, you know, really, there's so much more to a whiskey than just how expensive it is or how old it is. You know, there's like a lot of people will overlook, you know, the likes of this rum cask because there are 18s out there or there are, you know, more expensive other uh, brands out there. But this is such a special whiskey. It's a, New line edition, and it's something I'm delighted to be talking about more and more these days. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to get it. It's good. It's really good. I actually have a launch event coming out for it. When? Uh, Where? So I'm going to do that. That's going to be, so Paddy's Day is on a Saturday. Yeah. And I'm doing it down in the Saturday after Paddy's Day, uh, down in Pub Mahone. So I think that is, what's that? Down where? Down in Pub Mahone, down on Gay Street. That what date is that? That is that would be the twenty fourth. <laughs> We're up yeah, all I have to get out my calculator. You had really you had to add seventeen plus seven. <laughs> no, I was looking for the calendar. My head is a mush these uh, days. Right. No, no, I, I'm writing it down as well. Yeah, so basically, and that's where you're gonna you're gonna be pouring some of that. Yeah, I'm gonna be pouring it. We're actually gonna be doing something kind of cool. We're gonna put it on tap. We're gonna put a, a ton of more do XO rum cast cocktail 
on top. Cool. What? Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be and there's gonna be an some, actual cocktail. So yeah. a cocktail made with yeah with, with this particular. So what you can also, what will be what will be in that cocktail? So what, what's the name? What's it called? Uh, I haven't actually quite figured it out yet. But do you know what goes really well with this? Is coconut coconut water. Yeah. yeah, coconut water goes really well with that. Especially with this one, that. with being already being kind of tropical right. as it is already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tying it in there as well. To the, oh, the man, that sounds. Yeah. Normally, uh -huh. I don't like to put any kind of water in my whiskey, but because <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what ice is for. <laughs> but yeah. that that could be that could be a nice combination. It's good because I I don't really care for for rum, uh, but. It's got some of those flavors, but it doesn't taste straight up like you're drinking Malibu or whatever. Yeah. It's um, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? Uh, one day we'll go down that path, too. Not on whiskey business, but you're just not drinking the right rums. Well, and I, we've talked about this on whiskey. Rum is the one that I is on my off list because I pounded a bottle one night and <laughs> threw it up for four days. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Have you had a bad one? No, you gotta give it a you gotta give it a second chance. Really, I haven't had a. No, is there any is there anything alcohol off your list? Speaking of that that particular little tale, mm. <laughs> there's a. I was up in Chicago, and I can see its appeal. Oh, Malort, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can see its appeal, but it, should its appeal be how bad it tastes? I don't know. Not that it tastes. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I can't do it. I'm not able to just. Own shots of Malort. Some people, it's almost it's like a novelty. the toughest. The, who's the toughest? You know, whoever can do the most shots of Malort. I'm like, nah. Really, that's <laughs> gonna define you as a man? I don't yeah. think so. No, sign me, sign me out of that competition. I just had a shot of that a couple weekends ago. I was in Chicago for oh, a bachelor yeah. party, and uh, of course, somebody lined up uh, the bar <laughs> with about ten of them for everybody. How'd you do? It was gross, but I had it. Uh, I mean, it's it just tastes like licorice and. Yeah, battery acid. <laughs> but you know, yeah, if you do one, whatever, and then you you drink an old style and wash it away, and you just keep keep moving on. Yeah. Let's get to what's left of that uh, that twelve year, Tully, and uh, and while you're pouring, start thinking about the most disgusting toast that's in your repertoire, because it uh, it'll be our closing toast as we wrap things up. Um. This has been really, really a lot of fun, Martin. Thank you no, really for your generosity and uh, for your knowledge, uh, for your good humor. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about what we're drinking before we actually drink it. So what we're drinking now is this is probably consistently. It's, this is empty is what it <laughs> yeah. is now. Yeah, this is no more. <laughs> <laughs> so this is probably my consistent favorite of our brand. And it's only 12 years old, and like I said almost earlier, like it's, it's easy to overlook a 12-year-old whiskey when there are bigger whiskeys and more expensive whiskeys out there. This comes at a really reasonable, like, 40 bucks, like within the 40s. So this whiskey is it's quintessentially Irish in that it's, it's got a lot, a lot of pot still whiskey in there. I when I mentioned earlier, I love the pot still yeah. whiskeys. Uh, Red Breast, uh, right. yeah, uh, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Pot still whiskey is something special, and it is that quintessentially irish style of whiskey it's made with 50 it's made with like a, a blend of malted and unmalted barley so basically pot still whiskey came about in the 1800s and it like every good story in ireland it comes back to the british and what they did to us <laughs> basically pot still whiskey came about when the british wanted to tax ireland so they looked at and here comes the stereotypes they looked at what the 
most predominant economic activity in Ireland was, and yeah, it was probably whiskey and beer production. So they taxed the raw materials of whiskey and beer production. So that was mainly malted barley. When you take a, a grain of barley out of the field, that's unmalted barley. You malt that barley by, I guess almost, I guess tricking it into thinking that it's spring. So you trick it into thinking that it's time to grow. So you, you soak it in water, you bring it to a little bit of a higher temperature that it thinks it's planted in the ground and then it's time to grow and a little shoot sprouts out of the grain. And then when that happens, you stop that growth by killing the grain. So you heat it to a really high temperature and you dry all the moisture out of it and then it'll stop growing. So that's a malted grain. That's, a mal that's malted barley. So that grain of barley is perfect for producing the sugars that are needed for beer and whiskey production. So that's what was taxed in Ireland in the 1800s. So obviously that ramped up the cost of production and then the cost of consumption of whiskey production, of whiskey in Ireland. Bastards. So, yeah, right. The Brits. <laughs> British bastards. No, we're good. We're good with them now. They're all right. Because they brought about, indirectly, they didn't even know it at the time, but they brought about this really special style of whiskey that actually, instead of what you get from um, a malt bill which is made with 100% malted barley, yeah. single malt whiskey, which is like a lot of like deep fruitiness and sweetness. With this type of whiskey, pot still whiskey, which has got unmalted barley in there as well, at least 50%, what you get actually is like a lot of spiciness and a lot more toffee caramel notes that you don't really actually get with single malt whiskey. And that's what we've got here. So we've got a whiskey with a little bit of fruitiness, but actually mostly it's like that spicy toffee caramel note that that comes from the malt whiskey. So, uh, yeah. All right, so before we uh, do this last little, little go, man, go go for broke. Yeah. Uh, go for broke I'm worried. As, uh, on the <laughs> toast. I'm worried, will the people of Ohio no, accept no, me no, anymore? No, 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 no. <laughs> it, oh, we did, don't like did, that. Did it not come from your people? Did, not, did, 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 did these toasts not come from there? So why would they, why would they, why would they chastise you? Oh, uh, yeah, you'll hear me, you'll hear me spouting these and toasts like them on the streets anyway. So, and definitely right. to be a lot of them on Patty's Day. So, yeah. Right, <laughs> Watch out. Go for it. Okay, so this one's to birds and babies. To the stork, who brings good babies. To the raven, who brings bad babies. And to the swallow, who brings no babies. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is... That's a good one, all right. So, when I say that that's a 12-year-old whiskey... It's actually got liquid in there, which is 13 years old and 14 and 15 and 16 years old, even, you could say. Because it's a blend of yeah. liquids from different barrels and different, yeah, you know, so different barrels and different ages. Well, I will show you nothing but honor and respect on St. Patrick's Day. This will be my this will be my, my Irish whiskey of choice on St. Patty's Day, especially since I, I bought a bottle thinking, you know, just in case you didn't bring <laughs> well, anything. I, I was going to nothing. I, I don't know. I, you know what? I... I like to cover my bases. You're right. a busy man. I know Greg said you were coming from some other place. I don't know that you're not going to have something. I don't want to make assumptions. Fair. Right? Make no assumptions with whiskey. I think you said that when you were coming in first. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we need to wrap things up. Our guest has been brand ambassador for Tullamardew Whiskey, uh, Martin Kennedy. If you live here in Columbus, Ohio, you may see Martin out and about in various places. So... Uh, if you listen to this podcast and see him, hey, say, hey, urge on the Whiskey Business Podcast and 
We we would love for you to, to uh, listen to Whiskey Business wherever you get your podcasts, obviously. If you are listening on iTunes, rate and review. That helps spread the word. We appreciate that very much. Also want to thank our sponsors, the law firm. We have a law firm sponsor. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that <laughs> for genius? Check. Are they going to, after today, are they going to pull out? <laughs> no, 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 no. They will not. So if I don't no, know. actually, after today, knowing them, they'll probably re-up. <laughs> yeah. want to thank the law firm of Saya and Pyatt uh, for all of your legal needs. Uh, located in Columbus, Delaware, Cleveland, and Mount Gilead. 888-OVIOhio.com or 614-444-3036. And our friends at Marcus Crosswood Cinema as well for being our sponsors this evening. Uh, thank you so much for those. And, um, you know, if, if Telemordu is ever looking to sponsor a podcast, you know, yeah, tell them that, that, you know, since you're the brand ambassador, <laughs> you know what, when you become either the U.S. ambassador or the global ambassador, because I know, is that, is that, a, done, I, is that, is that, is that I, on your I list? I would take that job if it was offers. Yeah. yeah. Somebody <laughs> has to places. die, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're pretty much, they're not going to quit yeah. that job. Or somebody just has to get fed too much whiskey on. <laughs> well, I, I will tell, tell them or do if I ever get to talk to anybody that, that, that matters, that you have been an excellent brand yeah. ambassador for, for Tell Them or Do yes, and yes. for Whiskey Business. So let me just say this, as I always do. Whiskey Business is a never-the-luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions tonight are of me, your host, and my reluctant, in this case, <laughs> not-so-reluctant uh, guests. And are never meant to offend, only to inform and entertain. And so, my friends, until the next bottle, see ya. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business, when you need it, from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.